guys to drop by. We're doomed. It's a trap. Julie, get us out of here. We would be honored if you would join us. Charming to the last. This time you have gone too far. I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we here? Red 5 standing by. This is our rescue. You must fear the force around you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. I like the sound of that. The force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Dead Buff and Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and today I'm dropping another one of my seven speculations concerning Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you didn't listen to the last episode, seven speculations is basically seven fan theories that I've adopted or pulled from the dark recesses of my own imagination. These are not meant to spoil any character or plot points from the film, as we really don't know much about it yet. As the title suggests, I'm merely speculating on what I think might happen, or what I think might be cool. I don't consider these spoilers because they're not based on any insider information. So if I say this character from the classic trilogy is going to die in The Force Awakens, I'm saying that with the same amount of certainty and foreknowledge as when I said Black Widow was going to die in Avengers Age of Ultron, and we know how that played out. If my guesswork is still too much of a spoiler for you, you should probably skip this episode. At least until after you see the movie, then you can come back to it and laugh about how wrong I was, or marvel at my precognitive genius. If you still need a minute to make up your mind before going forward, I'm going to play some promos for other podcasts you might want to listen to after, or instead of this one. Hopefully, I'll see you on the other side of this break. Who here likes comic books? Who likes superheroes? Who likes superhero comic books? From the 90s! That's what I thought. Hey there! I'm Nathaniel Wayne from the Council of Geeks, and though I've always loved superheroes, the only time I was buying monthly issues was during the much maligned 1990s. I've decided to go through my personal collection, issue by issue, and in my own little way, try to answer the question, were 90s comics really that bad? Chances are the answer will be yes, but I think these books deserve another chance, and they're going to get it on 90s Comics Retrial, part of the Council of Geeks podcast, available on iTunes and at 90scomicsretrial.wordpress.com. Oh, hello. We didn't see you there. Welcome to Comic Book Fight Club. My name is Jif S. Fishman, Esquire. And I am Gene Theodore Hendricks. Here at Comic Book Fight Club, we sit fireside, sipping our brandy, and discussing who would win in a bout of fisticuffs with other members of the Comic Book 
Illuminati. Yes, you caught us at a good time as Kevin Smith, Stan Lee, and the late Bob Kane just went on a beer and nacho run. Have you ever wondered who would be victorious in a bout? Galactus or Unicron? How about the Incredible Hulk versus the Monster Doomsday? What about G.I. Joe versus the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or the equally important bout of the Snorks versus the Smurfs? And of course, the Titanic duel between Archie and Jimmy Olsen? And you can expect the intelligent and erudite debates to sound something like this. But I always thought Transformers fans were intelligent and literate, so they should see that Galactus has to be the winner. Like, he's hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm going to get weaker, and and, and and Reed Richards is going to be able to beat me. I don't know anything about Rob other than uh, he was defeated by Parker Brothers. Oh, it's, uh, I mean, back, to, back to one of Sean's points, saying he got out of the, out of the Silac. You know, every time he's gotten out of that in any story, he has to get put back in it because he's a bitch. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, ah, 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 no! No! She, oh, I tap she, out! I tap out! You are a sick, out. sick man. I'm not familiar with the last one. I need. I might have to hit Google Image Search here. So won't you join us for some witty discourse, a fine snuff, and a tincture of sherry as we debate over these all-important matters here only on Comic Book Fight Club. You can find the show at 2TrueFreaks.com and on iTunes by searching for Comic Book Fight Club. Please also join us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Comic Book Fight Club. Alright, thanks for coming back. The first time I saw Kylo Ren's lightsaber with its crazy red-bladed hilt in the first teaser for The Force Awakens, which came out last November, by the way, like 11 months ago. When I saw the lightsaber and the two mini-blades popped up, I very nearly rolled my eyes. Not because the premise of the hilt sounded stupid, it actually intrigued me a little bit. But it felt so much like a stunt, like they were trying to top Darth Maul's double-bladed lightsaber. And since that was the only defining aspect of Darth Maul, it did not endear me to Kylo Ren at first sight. Well, I've come around. I'm really interested in this character. I still like Captain Phasma better at this point, but that's not an indictment of Kylo Ren in any way. And I've also come around on his lightsaber. I really, really like it. I like how primitive it looks, how crude. It looks like he kitbashed the weapon. The fact that the blade looks to be on fire, whereas all the other blades looked clean before, actually gives the weapon and the character a bit of personality that the double-bladed lightsaber lacked. If Ben Kenobi called the lightsaber an elegant weapon, then you could compare a typical lightsaber to a Japanese katana, while Kylo Ren's looks like an English broadsword. However, the reason Kylo Ren's blade looks so irregular, so misaligned, might be because it's defective. Back in August, Lucasfilm released a quick Force Awakens teaser on Instagram. It was just four shots, but the last two showed Kylo Ren igniting his lightsaber in a snowy forest, followed by Finn, better known as FN2187, igniting a lightsaber of his own, also in a snowy forest. 
Now, these shots may not be in sequence. They probably aren't. But it does beg the question, will Kylo Ren and Finn have a lightsaber duel in the movie? So far, we haven't had a Star Wars movie that didn't include at least one lightsaber duel, and I can't imagine The Force Awakens being the first. I don't know what role Luke Skywalker will play in the movie, but based on the age difference, I don't envision a climactic battle between Luke and Kylo Ren coming down to lightsabers. Maybe I'm way off on this, but if Kylo Ren battles anybody, I'm thinking it will be Finn or Daisy Ridley's character Rey, one of the young heroes. But this brings up a whole lot more questions about the character's force sensitivity or familiarity with the weapons. We've heard it was announced that Kylo Ren belongs to an order called the Knights of Ren, and while we don't know what the heck that means, I'm guessing he has probably studied the force and trained with the lightsaber for some time. There is nothing to suggest that Finn, a stormtrooper, or Rey, a scavenger on a lawless desert world, have ever fought with a lightsaber. That might be false, maybe we'll learn otherwise in the movie, but based on what little info has officially been released, they are untrained in lightsaber combat. So, a battle between a trained warrior powerful in the dark side and one or two scrappy fighters but total novices at wielding a lightsaber should be a really short battle. It would be like Queen Amidala picking up Qui-Gon's lightsaber and challenging Darth Maul. Nice knowing you, Padme. How can The Force Awakens give us a satisfying lightsaber duel between Kylo Ren and one of the new heroes, assuming they're not trained sword fighters? The answer is... Kylo Ren needs some sort of disadvantage. This led me to wonder, to speculate, what if his lightsaber sucks? What if it is defective, at least against other lightsabers? Sure, the fiery blade might be great at decapitating incompetent First Order officers or random citizens of Jakku... Jakuzians? Uh, But what if it virtually shorts out when it comes in contact with another lightsaber? What if, when he fights Finn, all Finn needs to do is essentially deflect his blows because his lightsaber is more powerful? It breaks Kylo Ren's blade, sort of. So Kylo Ren needs to move around and find an opening. It could create a very dramatic fight scene. It would also be wildly unexpected and... Kind of funny to witness this new hot lightsaber that all the kids are running around with toy replicas of actually crumple and fail when put to the test. That could potentially send fans into violent fits of nerd rage. But consider the kind of emotional backlash that could have on a character if he loses the climactic battle because his homemade weapon fails the stress test. Will that happen? I don't know. I kind of hope so, just because we've never seen a moment like that in a Star Wars movie. We've really never seen a battle where the dark side or Sith character was at a disadvantage. I think it'd be very interesting to see. But, there is another possible solution that I think is much more likely. And that is the Splinter of the Mind's Eye trick. If you don't know, Splinter of the Mind's Eye was the first Star Wars book to come out after the original movie. Supposedly, George Lucas came up with the story and commissioned Alan Dean Foster to write it at a time when Lucas didn't think he'd ever make another Star Wars movie. 
When Del Rey and Dark Horse Comics launched their expanded universe continuity in the early 90s, they largely ignored Splinter of the Mind's Eye for one very big reason. It featured Luke Skywalker fighting Darth Vader before their duel at Cloud City in The Empire Strikes Back. How could Luke, with barely any training, fight Darth Vader and manage to survive, you ask? Well, the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi helped out, as did a sort of magical crystal thing. Don't, don't worry about it. The point is, maybe Luke Skywalker won't engage in a lightsaber duel with Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens. Maybe Luke will use the Force to sort of possess or empower Finn or Rey and give them a surrogate boost so they can hold their own against the new Dark Jedi. That seems a little bit more likely but I'm still hoping Kylo Ren's cool new laser sword is rubbish in a real fight. And that, I guess, is the second of my seven speculations. Kylo Ren's lightsaber is inferior to others when used in a proper duel. That's sure to piss a whole lot of people off, but it'll probably please a lot of purists, too. Before closing out this episode, we've got about ten weeks remaining before The Force Awakens comes out, and we still haven't seen the first official trailer for the film. Well, I'm pretty sure that's going to change next week. Yeah, I know, I've said that before, but hear me out. Lucasfilm and Disney are supposedly doing an advanced ticket sale for The Force Awakens, probably on Friday, October 16th, or Monday, October 19th. What would be a great way to generate buzz for the ticket sale? Release the trailer. I think it's coming next week, sometime between Tuesday and Friday. So, in addition to my five remaining speculations, I'm going to be talking to some friends of the show about their reactions to the trailer. And hey, it's entirely possible the trailer alters or reinforces some of my speculations. I guess we'll see. Feedback for the show can be left on the blog page at deadboffinspies.blogspot.com or the Facebook page at facebook.com backslash deadboffinspies. You can also leave a review of the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter at ryandaily01 or the username countdrunkula. Deadboffinspies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show are mine and mine alone. All music, audio clips, and quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. And since I make no money off this podcast, no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.